Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong stutters. Sputnik. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sam. So, surprisingly, written by Russell T. Davies, we now come upon Midnight, a David Tennant episode. It's kind of the opposite of a Doctor Light. It's like a companion light episode. Yeah. And Catherine Tate yeah. fucked off to do something else. So they thought, we'll do one that's mostly David Tennant talking in a box. <laughs> but did it well, work? It's a blank episode, isn't it? So they've got two crews working. One's filming one story and another crew's filming another. To a degree, yes. So it is David Tennant and it is technically Catherine Tate and technically a bit of Billy Piper as well, I suppose, with a sort of almost unknown ensemble cast in a box. It's quite different for a format of a Doctor Who episode. It's mostly talking heads. It's all set on one location. The Doctor doesn't do a phenomenal amount of things to get out of shit with his sonic screwdriver. He's kind of trapped in a situation, so if you'll excuse the expression, has to talk his way out of it. And it's quite a study of one, mankind, and two, also the Doctor's psychology as well, and also his overconfidence, because he rather sets himself up by saying, I'm the brains, by making himself a victim. Turn Left, which was the one after it, obviously is a big Catherine Tate episode. Forest of the Dead was before it. Yes, it was. Which is... Because it's one of those really, really good DVDs in the set, because it's got Silence in the Library, Forest (laughs) of the Dead, and then Midnight. Yeah, that is pretty good. What are you doing, Cat? Stop that. You don't sharpen your claws on books. No. No, she sharpens them on your leg. Excuse me, I have to give this some treats, or it's just going to be unbearable. There you go. Daddy loves you really, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) We have an understanding. This is why we don't breed. Okay, so we're going to do our usual review. We're going to give it a quick rating. Our rating is based on how much we pay for a 70s prostitute or gigolo, starting down at the bottom of the free BJ, the $5 whore, the $10 whore, the $20 whore, and the presidential $50 whore. So where are we going to go with this? I understand this is a bit of a favourite of yours, Fuchsia Begonia. Would you like to go first? I wouldn't quite have gone that far. The main reason why I wanted us to do this one is because I actually spoke to David Troughton at Dimensions last year, and he's a smashing player. Before I rewatched this today, I probably would have given it a 10, and now I'm re- really torn because on second watching it is actually really quite good and mm. i don't know whether to give it mm. a 10 with a very big tip or just go for flat 20 go on do it flat 20 right there you go you fool i don't agree um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go for a 20 but i'm actually gonna give it a tip 
because you know I'm not a fan of the tenants very much at all. I'm going to give it a tip, and that tip is going to be a dirty weekend to Brighton in a sharabang. <laughs> uh, Sen. Flat 20. Terrence. Don't kill me, but I'm giving it a 50. No tip. Oh, okay, so wow. we all basically liked it. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually quite surprised because I thought at least one of us would slate it. All right, great. This all means right, this is going to be boring. No, I loved it. And I don't mean to insult anyone here, but it, it was like a really good Twilight Zone episode or something. It had that creepiness to it. I do love creepy in my Doctor Who. I like it to be spooky and unsettling. And it was great seeing the Doctor alone and without any help in a real state of helplessness at one point in the story. A lot of the episodes in the new series, oftentimes it's just too much of the Doctor being unbeatable and invincible and always the super dude. It, it kind of loses some of its charm when the Doctor's never vulnerable. And in yeah. this one, he was really in trouble. And you're kind of worried for him, and you see him worried for himself. He's tearing up. He's scared. I love mm. that. I love it when the Doctor's scared, because he's your anchor. Mm. If he's scared, you're fucking scared. And, and he doesn't solve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that girl, and in, in a way, it's like having a companion save his ass. But she's not even the companion, because earlier on in the story, she's kind of a jerk. She's the uh. first one to say, kill it. Yeah, she's like, kill it. I'll kill you too if you stop me from killing it. <laughs> she was the conservative in the group, and she was like, <laughs> this is bad news. We got to nuke it now. And Bleeding Heart Doctor really got himself stuck in a hole with his defense of the creature, because he's always, you know, so positive and it's a new being we can't just eliminate it in this case he took the wrong tack i really loved that i thought that made it a great episode i didn't mind that they got rid of don at the beginning i love the way they got rid of her and you know that she was in a spa and it was fun and the little music 1960s, yeah very donna yeah yeah, yeah 1960s hmm. lounge music you know martin denny kind of thing do going it, on do I, it again do it, do it again with love. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. Do it, do it again. Do it, do it again with love. Do it, do it again. Do it, do it again with love. Do it, do it again. Do it, do it again with love. Yeah, I, I'm kind of run out of things because I'm too drunk to remember what I'm, I wanted to say. But <laughs> I think Yay! I've expressed my love for the thing. Obviously, it's got David Troughton in it, who has been in Doctor Who many times over the years. Yeah, He is King Paladon. Oh, my God! Also in- That's yeah. where I recognize him. Ah! Oh, and also, he may look a little bit like a previous Doctor. Let's no, yes, it. I knew. I figured out he was one of Troughton's kids, but I totally did not connect him with the other Troughton kid that I knew was King Peladon. No, no, he's, he's the King of Peladon. Oh. He's also in the war games yes, as a soldier Mall. with private his Mall. dad. Yep. Oh. And he's oh, in that Enemy I did of the not World know. as well. And he wasn't actually supposed to be in Midnight. It was supposed to be Sam Kelly. That's right. Who British listeners will know as one of the hopeless Germans from Hello, Hello. Mm-hmm. But he was run over by a car the week before yeah, they were to start filming and Broke had his both leg. his legs broken, yeah. so he couldn't do it. So basically, Ouch. David Trout got a phone call saying, do you want to come do Doctor Who? And he thought, oh, yeah, it's been a while. Fair enough. When do you want me to start? Monday. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was, it was two days' notice. <laughs> yeah, minimum notice. And he's great. Yeah, he said, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's my favourite. Well, him and the girl are my favourite characters. Yeah. 
but that's him. He is an absolutely awesome actor. I saw him many, many, many moons ago as Caliban in The Tempest at the Theatre Royal in Newcastle. And he was terrifying, utterly terrifying. And he plays a really good bastard in most television shows that he's in, actually. <laughs> but he's a thoroughly sweet man. But like most actors, he likes doing the bad guys because mm. there's more to do with them. They're a lot more fun to play. Fuchsia, Fuchsia, since you know all the names, what is the name of the actress who is the first character to get taken over by Leslie Sharp? Oh, it's Leslie Sharp, yeah. She's fucking fantastic. She is very, very good in this. It's a great showcase for a lot of British character actors because, okay, the bits where you can't see both their mouths at the same time, yeah, you can fiddle that with overlay so that they're lined up perfectly. But there's an awful lot of shots where, unless they're doing some very clever split screening. It's not that clever. Split screening clever. But it still looks good. It still takes some fair old amount of timing. And I do wonder whether they actually were doing that live, syncing up the speech or whether it was an overlay. There's some pretty pretty awesome. There's some pretty experienced actors there. I bet in a case like that, it would have been easier to just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Mm -hmm. being funny, but we're all really fucking good at our jobs. If you're an actor and it's all you do all day and it's what they yeah. pay you for, you get fucking good at that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. some of them do, not all of them. Yeah, but, right. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but <laughs> if, if I was in a room with David Tennant for 30 hours just practicing that over and over again, I'd get pretty fucking good at it. Yeah. I'd put some effort in. Interestingly, in the star spotting note, the young lad goes on to star in Merlin. Yes, he does. Colin something. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it Morgane, something like that? Amusingly Merlin, I think it is. I'm sure people will put us right on Facebook if it... I have no doubt whatsoever. (laughs) Fuck it, don't look it up. Just put that on Facebook, whoever, please. I can can name five people do that for us straight away as well, God. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought Jethro was great, actually, because the episode before, when I first watched it, it was like a long series of whining kids, you know? Whereas as a standalone, fucking good on you, lad. That was all right, that. Yeah, and it's really interesting because not having known that David Troughton was brought in at the last minute, the first time I watched it, I thought, wow, they've brought him back to do this. This is actually really underwritten. When you watch it again, knowing how little notice he had to do it, it is a stunning performance. But you're right, Jethro's performance is really interesting because he's trying to do the right thing. But he's being browbeaten oh, by his parents. Where he gets browbeaten, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't you want and to just punch those parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean they're the worst on the thing. You know, the people who are parents are setting the worst possible example by being absolute kids. I actually yeah. think this is one of Sotie's better scripts. Yeah. It's oh a yeah. Good one. It's, it's awesome. Even when they're pointing through the the shield, and I like all the shield stuff. Like, wow, first time on a crystal planet. Because I've done a bit of potholing, and I've got to areas that nobody's got to. And you go, fucking hell, I could be the first person to see this. Mm. You know, and I got that similar sort of thing, looking out the cockpit, but not seeing the creature, even though he's going, it's fucking there, it's there, I see it. We didn't get to see it. Yeah. But what's also interesting about this one is that nothing is solved, really. You don't know why it targeted her. There's the hints that she'd actually murdered her wife, Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. her wife had disappeared off somewhere. Really? And the fact that you don't. Hold on. I never got that hint. Tell me. Oh, the fact that she promised she'd get me. Yeah. What? Where the, the thing's banging on the outside and Leslie <gasps> Sharps backs away towards oh. the door. She looks up at the door oh, and says, no, 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 it's, it's coming for me, it's coming for me. She swore that she'd get me or something. That's right. So there's always that, oh, she didn't just move away, did she? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so she's got like a, like a guilt trip. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. And you still don't know if that thing's out there lurking. I I guess I took it as though she was on one end of the spectrum or the other. She either killed her or she was abused. Or maybe both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe both. Yeah. Interesting how one of you thinks murder and the other thinks abuse. So (laughs) tell me, what's the first thought that comes into your head when I mention your mother? (laughs) Yeah, laugh it off, kids. Laugh it off. That's good. No issues there. <laughs> Says the man who mentioned breeding after talking about his cat. I know. I was just thinking. <laughs> hey, hey, so how, That's how where come, the cat nuns come oh, from. That. How come gay marriage is okay? But I can't marry my cat. <laughs> what? Okay. Your cat has okay. more taste. TMI. <laughs> no, it's all right. I know why I can't. I'm already married. <laughs> yeah, that would be big of me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not small. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <sighs> <sighs> derailed. Horrible. Hey, okay. Okay, who's next? Sam. Yep. Don't be bad by the time it's my turn. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. <laughs> Hurry up. Seven, Seventeen sheets to the wind here. Seventeen sheets to the wind, my boys. Seventeen sheets to the wind. Oh shit! God. Here come the sailor songs. God damn it. I'm always extremely critical of RTD, and there's some things he's so good at and some things he's so shit at. And the higher the stakes get, the worse he writes. <laughs> no, it's well, this, this planet is at stake. Okay, episode. The universe is at stake. Shit episode. All yeah. of creation that's ever been and ever will be is going to get wiped out. Okay, I just hurled <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> this had no stakes. Great, a bunch of people in a bus might have died. Who gives a shit? Right. And it was brilliant. It was just a big character study, and that's what RTD does so well. Emotional response, conversational dialogue. He's brilliant at those things, and he can't write a high-stakes story for shit. So mm-hmm. this was absolutely in his wheelhouse. It was just snappy. It was great. Everything was right in place, beginning to end. I loved it. So good. It played to all of his strengths as a writer and none of his weaknesses. It's brilliant. I concur. Yeah. I guess I don't really know that I have anything else to say. There was nothing profound about it, which is what made it such a fun hour of television. Why didn't you give it a 50 then? Because it wasn't significant. I'm not going to give a Doctor Who episode a 50 unless it contributed something to the genre of Doctor Who. Unless it did something that no other TV series can do. And there was nothing uniquely Doctor Who about this. It was just good dialogue with a bunch of people reacting to a crisis. It was done very well. But a lot of series could do this and have done similar situations. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I remember reading in Doctor Who Weekly that this was based on the Star Trek Next Gen episode. Damrock at Jalad at Tanada or whatever it is. Uh, Russell T. Davis says it was actually inspired by Damrock. So yeah, it's been done before, but very very well. well. I'm not going to give a Doctor Who episode a 50 if this same basic script could have shown up in 10 other TV series. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not always so well done. But in some ways that's that's a good thing because this is very good standalone sci-fi. The first Judge Dredd movie is a bag of shit cuz he takes his helmet off, but actually it's a very good standalone sci-fi film if you don't equate it to being Judge Dredd. I probably just completely fucking lost the American audience. 
<laughs> well, not yeah. you. We don't give a shit. Okay. Anglophile. Okay. Terry, um, uh, you're next. It's just you. <laughs> it's just me. It's Terry gone. Yeah. Kind of a fuck. Oh, you. right. I have another have drink. That much to say. Oh, sorry, Kat. Yeah, Are I you sure? Well, yeah, because I really enjoyed it. But the first time I saw it, it kind of washed over me. It didn't do much for me because it was in the middle of a load of fucking detritus. Now that I've seen that they seed push and things like that in it I like it even more and it's it's actually a pretty good whodunit murder mystery in a very tight little stately home it's kind of like shipping a bottle based on the siege type yeah of fucking hell I've done 14 hours on a flight just to go and see Terry we've all done that thing where we lean over the seat and go oh yeah and the person goes oh fucking hell I've got one in front of me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now that's me going, oh God, get the role play book out so that they think I'm a lunatic and leave me alone. Um, I was actually on the way over to see Terry and it was just before the 4th of July. There were six of us on the flight. It was only a short haul flight and the air hostess basically came up to us and went, well, there's only six of us. Right, come on, everybody. Pulled us into the middle and went, right, let's make a party row. Made a party row and just kept bringing us drinks and snacks and drinks oh and snacks God. and food and all sorts of shit. Awesome. She put music on in the cabin and said, you can put headphones on if you don't want to listen. Get up and dance. Come on, you, dance. Oh we had a fucking top time. There's only six of us. Okay. And it kind of reminded me of that, that kind of very tight unit. There was there was also something sort of, oh, I don't know, kind of... What's, what's, Terribly what's, American? It was a little bit American, but, but also, I'm trying to think of the scenario. That sort of trapped... Very lonely, desolate kind of... Was it bordering on the edge of hysteria? Yeah, it's that very single genre with a, with a sort of big Cthulhu twist to it as well, which is a big part of Doctor Who. Just never before, forget how much Cthulhu plays a role in Doctor Who. Roland, <laughs> before we get too far away from your story, can I just say how much I loathe you and envy you for that experience? Because I've only flown across Aww. the pond once, and I did it sitting in between two X's. Oh! oh. 13 hours. I'd like to point out the fact that I only dated two women in college and managed to get seated between both of them for 13 oh, hours. Dude. Oh, And that's pre-iPad. Really? That's it, it was, hurt. I'm pretty sure it was pre-iPad and now post-sanity. Because... <laughs> oh, you, 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 you did all right in the end, mate. Come on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Christ. That's quite traumatic. Wow. If you're going to watch this, watch it on your own. Ideally, the yeah. cabin in the woods. Uh, <laughs> dark. I've seen that episode of Star Trek that you're referring to, and it's only vaguely connected to that in, in yeah. terms of the whole language thing. I really do think this harkens back to 60s Twilight Zone. I know there's more than one episode of Twilight Zone with five or six characters stuck in a room or in a box or whatever, and they're fucked. You know? And it is actually really creepy and atmospheric if you are on your own. Because mm-hmm. the first time I watched it with the prof, this time I watched it on my own. And it is incredibly intense and really nasty. Mm. Yes. There's just some lovely little bits. There's so many nice little bits like, so what was her name? Mm. The hostess, what was she called? And she doesn't even get a credit, she's just the hostess. Uh, just with that one line, he establishes how they all disregarded her and she was the heroine. Yeah. Well, it's going back to the old Agatha Christie trope of nobody ever looks at the staff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't we know that, eh, Fuchsia? We do indeed. <laughs> Don't we know that? We do indeed. staff on enough live roleplay events. <laughs> so much. And it's true, people don't. People don't take any notice of them. Ah, flossy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the I know you like that laugh. French Raid's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Victorian Vickers outfit. My word. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> 
Another shot, Okay, so, yeah, we all, didn't we? We did. We did. Community quotes, then? Yeah, let's do um, cool. Yeah. Fire exit to the rear, and should we need it, you first. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I liked the, so what is this, chicken or beef? I think it's both. Yes, I love that. Because it was a flight we were going to Canada, and she said, do you want chicken or beef? And I said, what sauce is it in? And I kid you not, the answer was a brown one. <laughs> <laughs> it was indeed brown. I'm going to go with, oh, not you too, Jethro. Or whatever it is he says. That, that bit where he just looks around and he thinks, oh, that's it, I've lost them all. You know, because he always feeds to the kids. It's because the kids are the bright ones and they see the bigger picture and they're wide-eyed and they've got a vision and Jethro breaks on him and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah because his Jethro. parents just... And he pulls him back for a little bit and then Jethro snaps and just helps try and get him out. And he's apparently held back by one converse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got one yet, Mrs. Lightfoot? Give me a minute. Hey, no worries. So we've been very busy in second life of late yes. ladies and gentlemen there's things that we should really pass on because obviously well, we didn't all meet because of second life but certainly at least three of us in any collective group met because of second life and two of us cemented our friendship because of second life um and the prof as well we do an ongoing role play in sl based around the doctor who universe and some rather lovely people have come to join us from the oliasti sims and we've now combined new gallifrey with oliasti and it's huge we've got four sims all next to each other role plays seriously kicking off oh it's put a whole new lease of life into what we've been doing and got jaded with for a very long time well i got jaded i did yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i'm still Um, trying to not be jaded (laughs) so if you are of such a band do check out oliesti that's o-l-y-s-t-i is that how you spell it then oh god you're giving out spellings there is no i know sorry i-e-s-t-i or New Gallifrey, though New Gallifrey does have a habit of not coming up in search. Some place that some guys called New Gallifrey and got a thing out, comes up first. But anyway, come over and see what's going on, because everything's getting rebuilt. Even the old Panopticon that we've got there now is all getting rebuilt. I've seen all the plans. It's beautiful. Oh, I want to see the plans. Well, pop in world after this, and I'll show you. All right. Okay, I've Um, got a quote. Okay, it's pretty stupid, but Donna. Oi! And you be careful, all right? <laughs> and the doctor says... Oh, God, she's doing oh, the accent. Put it down. Fuck it, Put it down. <laughs> all I said was, oi. Oh. Hello? All I said was, oi. Get over it. Fucking fairy. Whatever you are. Listen. Conyo, me cago en la mar. Does conyo mean hole? Is that what it means? Does it mean cornholio? No, way no it means twat. Does it? Yes, oh my god, I've known her like nearly fucking ten years and finally she tells me what that means. She's been saying that to but me for ages. In Spain, it's like saying shit. It was this really inconsequential kind of swear word that everybody uses without thinking what the real meaning of it is. So she goes, Oi, 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 shut up, Sputnik. Or I just oi. don't do the accent. If you, I'll show up if you promise not to. Uh, all I'm saying is oi. I haven't tried to do any accents. That's all in your It's enough. It's enough. It makes my teeth itch. <laughs> oi, and you be careful, all right? I'm How the last you... person to support Southerners. How am I supposed to read the word oi? There's oi. only one way to read it, and oi. that's oi. Oi, and you be careful, all right? Ah, taking a big space truck with a bunch of strangers across a diamond planet called Midnight. What could possibly go wrong? And of course, you know all hell's going to break loose. And he does play his face in kind of a middle ground when he says that, as though he's trying to convince himself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he knows, he knows. He knows. There are some good Tenant episodes, and I really do think this is actually one of them. 
Yes. And you know me, I always equate it to the others, and I didn't fucking like Tennant most of the time. He had little kind of redeeming parts, but there were bits of this where he had his collar turned up and his spiky fucking... You know what? Um, he was pretty good with Donna. I thought a lot of the episodes yes. with Donna, he was great. Yeah. And it, say, for yeah. some reason, he's yeah. toned down, and he makes more sense with her character somehow. I don't know why. It, it just she works. won't take any shit off him, and she's not yes. mooning around after and him. And also, yes. Tate, you don't get a fucking bigger personality than Catherine Tate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She kind of balances it. If you think about it, whenever the doctors had a bigger companion, because, you know, egos get in the way. You've only got to see those first photos of Tom Baker with Romana One, the sort of intro photographs. He's wearing a fucking plaster on his top lip or something and he can get away with it. And she's just thinking, what the fuck have I got myself into here? What heck? <laughs> Because they let him get away with it, but you get a big enough personality. Why didn't they just put makeup on his lip? I don't understand that. Because he was just being a dick. A just dog or plaster on the, oh, he's just being a cock. Tom had a few problems towards the end. Come on, let's be blunt about this. And thankfully, David Tennant didn't, and David Tennant was loved mm-hmm. by a lot of people, most of them under the age of 17 and with internal genitalia. <laughs> but. Oh, God. <laughs> Just saying, you know, he's not one of my favourites. In fact, he's in my bottom three. But that doesn't still make him a great doctor because they all are. Yeah, right. And we just yeah. accept them for what they are. And I thought in this episode, as his doctor, he was probably at one of his finest. When he's good, he's very good. But when he's crap, it's... He was annoying. given a lot of crap to wade through and didn't have the best directors to help them polish the crap. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that whole yeah. RTD era was much more over the top than what we're watching now, I think. I, I agree with Sen, though. You know, this is a good Russell T. Davis script. And when Russell T. Davis writes a good one, it's a fucking good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably, there's a few Torchwoods where he got to develop <laughs> the world, which are better than any of the heavy wrote. Oh, blimey. I think that might be going a bit far. I can't agree with that. Oh, no. What's the, like, two, three-parter one that's like Quatermass? That's fucking... Oh, Children of Earth. Oh, wait. That was good. That was genius. That was great. really good. And this is up there with Children of Earth, I think. Yeah, okay, okay. His characterization, considering these were just people in a box, I mean, a lot of that was done through costume and stereotyping, but Hmm. that's Doctor Who. Little Dee Dee Blasco playing her fucking heart out, whoever she was. She was Hmm. a spotty little tank top and little round glasses you got her in a second but the doctor developed an instant relationship with her because she was savvy wanted to get to talk la 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 all good stuff nicely played and nicely written and there's some nice incidental music in this as well there's some nice tension builders our murray yeah i mean this is the thing when murray's not attempting to blast your eardrums into infinity he's actually pretty good and he does very good pastiches as well so did you, you know, try to set up the theme. Yeah, did you notice the music in this scene at all? Actually, I noticed it more in The King's Demons. <laughs> okay, uh, but right. that's, yeah. that's a good thing, yes, though, because if you don't notice the music, it's that good. means it's yeah. doing its yeah. job without intruding on your watching. Mm. Yeah. I did like the lounge music that they were playing, you know, when they were in the centre, <laughs> the spa area or whatever, you know. Yeah, and, and I did like the use of old cartoons and bits and pieces. You know, mm-hmm. Almost as like, oh, look, they're retro, and here's a 3D display of stuff and all this kind of crap that they put on fucking flights all at once, you know. Yeah. Annoying yeah. shit. Are we good? Yeah. I think we're good. Oh, yeah. that just means we need to decide what we're going to do. <gasps> we have yeah. to spin okay. the wheel of who. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Actually, no, they put a sound effect on for that, don't they? Hang on. Yeah, they do. We don't have to, <laughs> don't have to embarrass ourselves. <laughs> and the answer is... Well, that is, in a sense, uh, I am here, but um, 
you are not there. Day of the Daleks. Really? Day of the Daleks? Daleks? Which really? one was that? It's the one where they keep nicking Benton sandwiches. It's fucking what? awesome Day of the Daleks. Who's the doctor in that one? <laughs> Day of the Daleks? Is that the one where they go back in time? Or they go it's to the Dalek Doctor planet. Who, Terry? What do you mean? Is that the one where they go back <laughs> in the dark? What the fuck? You know what I mean. They're like in, they're like on Earth, and then they go, they get transported somewhere else or whatever. I no, it's the one with Terry. the Ogrons under the bridge. Day, I, That's what I mean. There's Ogrons in it, and then he goes yeah. somewhere else with yeah, Joe. Yeah, I like that one. That one's a good one. Mm. Yeah, um, should we do a proper reaction to Dare the Daleks then? So, or you could just include all this bollocks and just fess yeah, it. They know like, how we yeah. do these things. Do you know, something out. Some people genuinely believe that we have. There's a wheel of who. There's fucking yeah. Vanna White here dressed as Leela or something, spinning <laughs> wheel, honestly. Dressed as Leela. Oh, okay, yes. Leela, roll the wheel of who. <laughs> there you go. Way. Are you ready? You ready for the way? <laughs> One, two, three. Oh my god! I love that episode. (laughs) Oh fuck it! Fuck it! I'm so sorry. Coffee and brandy, it's not good. God, I've drunk a lot of fucking whiskey. Do you know, I've run out of whiskey in the house. I had to bring this one out my desk drawer at work. I'm sure the doctor told you not to drink so much. We're fucking done here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you see? Yeah. <laughs> is, ladies and gentlemen. We had to do two of these back to back. So by now, I'm surprised we can even fucking breathe. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. We've been the Dirty Host Doctor Who podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. We're on Twitter. We post an assortment of crazy Who links every day. Lots of pictures go up on Facebook and Google+. Go and check it out. Terry works so hard on G+, and it's so fucking although, fun. Although lately, I've been kind of remiss of my duties, and I apologize for that, but I, I will get back into the swing of it. Do you know, seriously, it takes me about 20 minutes to half an hour to find each fucking thing that I post to Facebook. The amount yeah. of time it takes is ridiculous now, because we've posted all the good shit already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, now it's a challenge to make Fantastic. something funny. Especially classic stuff. There's only so many pictures of William Hartnell exist. You know, there's no pictures of him like on the bog in his underpants shit like that <laughs> oh, seriously it's fucking difficult if You've got, only there were a picture of Hartnell on the bog <laughs> d- no. I've got every single doctor in drag at least ten times except fucking William Hartnell anyone out there has a picture oh, of William Hartnell in drag or could just photoshop something for me and pretend it's no, William no. Hartnell in drag William Hartnell in one of those what do you call patent leather no god no we did for us we're done man. we're so <laughs> done yeah, alright we're done bye 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 You've been listening to the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. William Hartnell in fucking spandex. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Terry. Even I haven't stooped that low. <laughs> <laughs> You must have one of David Bradley in drag. That's almost as good. Oh my god, yes! You're a genius, Fuchsia. I know.